So excited for today's podcast, Adrian Martinez. Yes, the football player from Nebraska played at K-State, now going to be playing for the Detroit Lions. We'll be talking about some football, but he's also engaged to a beautiful woman named Marissa, and we'll be talking with her as well. We step off the gridiron and into a hotel in Detroit as Marissa sits waiting for Adrian, who got caught in a parade outside the hotel. Adrian Martinez and his fiance Marissa. Enjoy. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. Bye, everybody. The Memorial Day parade going on literally in front of our hotel. <laughs> like, she's like, I was literally in front of the hotel and I couldn't get there. So, hello. <laughs> How's the parade? Did you get locked into it? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just trying to find my way. The Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. Hey, Marissa, can I see the? Can I see your ring real quick? Oh my gosh! Yes, it's literally so beautiful. He did an amazing job. He he did great. He did amazing. I love it. Okay. By the way, Marissa, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. It's been a while. <laughs> I was I was thinking that we follow our favorite collegiate athletes and then they're gone unless, of course, we're just following them constantly on social media. We don't always know what's going on. Adrian, Marissa, joining the show. A lot's been happening in your personal life, professional life. Fill us in what's going on, Adrian. Welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. Um, right now, I'm in Detroit, signed as an undrafted free agent to come out here and be a Detroit Lions. So that's been really cool, uh, practicing and, and obviously trying to prove my worth and, and why I belong on the team. And, and then obviously I've gotten engaged <laughs> uh, to Marissa and it's all been kind of like a whirlwind uh, the last month and a half, two months, just doing a lot of different things all over the country. And um, I've loved it. Now uh, Marissa's here visiting me this Memorial Day weekend in Detroit and we've gotten to check out different things and go to a baseball game and kind of get a feel for the city. So it's been good. It's been good. How weird is that you're going to be moving to Detroit? Because you're from Omaha, aren't you, Marissa? Yeah, I'm from Omaha. Yeah. And then California? I'm from Fresno. Yep. Fresno, okay. California. So you guys, you're in Omaha. You're uh, you're going to take off and go play college fo- uh, soccer at K-State. He comes from California into Nebraska. So where, what is that whole meeting? How did that even happen? Like, where, when did it happen? How did it happen? You want to tell it, Adrian? <laughs> I'll let Marissa tell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was my freshman year of college and then Adrian's sophomore year. It was like kind of dirt. Like the COVID was kind of not such a big thing yet. And it was like a little get together. And I was actually at the time I played soccer at Texas Tech. And I had come home. So we had met and we decided, you know, we really liked each other. And we started dating. And then we did long distance while I was at Texas Tech. We didn't see each other for the first six months of our relationship because COVID was so bad during that season. And we neither of us were allowed to travel. So we didn't see each other at all until November. So it was wow. from July until the end of November. So why did you continue? So, what was it about each other that you knew that it was going to be worth the wait? I want to hear your answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, was going to see if you're going to go first. Um, like she said, so we, we had known each other for maybe two months, if that. And for me, I just knew she was worth it. You know, like I, I knew, you know, what we had was something special and not, not something like, oh, we can wait, you know, 
maybe we'll run back into each other. I don't know. Like I, I didn't really want to leave it up to that chance. And I think we felt so strongly about each other that we were willing to, you know, figure it out through that whole deal, figure it out through COVID, through long distance and make it work. You know what I mean? And it, it was, it was worth it to, to go through that. And not only to make it through COVID, but then be at different schools, being athletes separated from each other, long distance relationship, all that that's going on, how crazy your life has become, how you've been able to make that all work out. And now you guys are engaged. I think that, that you've put in all of that work so far, I think is such a great way of starting off the relationship because you guys know you can do the hard stuff. Mm. Most of, yeah. Yeah, we've been through a lot. We laughed because then after that, I went to K-State. We did distance from there. And then, you know, he joined me <laughs> at the end. Well, I love it. Love you. Thank you for sharing your story. What would you say is one thing that really helped you in that season? Was it a certain area that you had to focus on your relationship that has prepared you now for what's to come? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you go, know, Adrian. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go I like, no. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, Got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, like Marissa said, you know, we've already been through certain tough hurdles and doing long distance. And I think the biggest thing for us is just putting in that effort and how much, how far that goes, you know, um, putting in the effort for each other to, to listen, to do the extra things, just to show the other person you're, you're thinking about them. You know, I, I think that that goes a long ways and we've kind of learned to do that. And it makes it so much easier when we're in person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, enjoy the time you have together because we were in a time where we didn't see each other very often. So we definitely don't take any of the time we have together for granted. So I think that has helped us to just enjoy every all the times that we are together. So good. My husband and I did long distance a couple years before we got married. Now, that was back before text, like, like cell phones were just, they were kind of a thing, okay? Like, we each had a cell phone, but you could only call each other after seven if you wanted it to not cost you anything. <laughs> so, anyway, but I used to say that we had these two years of, we we talked about issues before they came it became issues. Mm. And so if you're committed to good communication, then you have, when that's what you have is voice to voice talking through issues. I, I agree. I think it really prepares you for, uh, for what's to come. So, um, I, but I want to hear about your engagement. Yes. Tell us your engagement story. <laughs> but it was amazing. I literally told him it was the best day of my life. Aww. He, amazing so adrian you did all the work you need to tell this story <laughs> well see, see that's the thing like um you know there were a lot of people involved there were a lot of people who helped um with this with this kind of uh with this day so basically we, we did it at this place called um what's it called again cellar 426 yep cellar 426 it's like a winery and um i had one of marissa's friends inviter uh to this winery like as like a double date like oh we're gonna go on this double date together and you know something casual like trying not to be suspecting um and i told her we had this huge dinner on sunday so this was the the seller 426 this was on saturday i told her like sunday we have the surprise dinner like i don't know what's gonna happen blah 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 kind of like get her antennas up for Sunday, not for Saturday. And we get to the winery and I already, I, I have like a, a wedding arch set up outside, like 
by this pond on, on this bridge, right? And you can see it as we drive up. And I saw it. She didn't see it. So I was like a little nervous about that. She didn't see it. We pulled up the photographers that I had got. They're in the car right next to us that we parked. But they're like hoodies on, hiding in the car. And, and Marissa didn't notice that either. I was super nervous about where I was going to have the ring. So Marissa couldn't see it. I had it like in my side door. So when I got out, I grabbed the ring and like put it in my pocket. And there's all these little things you try and do. It's, it's kind of funny looking back. So we get to the cellar, the winery, and I have this uh, tour set up of the inside of it. Just kind of to, kind of to waste time a little bit. Like I know sunset is at 8, 12. So like, this is when it's going to happen. So I really just need to get to eight twelve, right on the dot. Like we'll be good. This point, it's, I don't know, seven fifteen or something. So I talked to the owner. I talked to uh, someone else about getting this set up. Worked out great. Cause Marissa had to go to the restroom as soon as we went there. So as soon as we got there, she went to the restroom. I was like, Hey, I'm going to act like this is casual. I know we have this set up already, but I'm going to act like you just offered us this tour. We're going to do this. And he's like, okay, sounds good. So she comes out. I'm like, he just offered us this tour. Like, we're going to take it, you know, go around inside, check it out. So we do that. We're going around. I'm asking some questions that I would never ask, like, just to kind of waste time. Yeah. I'm not doing, yeah, I'm not doing the story as much justice as I feel like I can. Oh, I think you, I can think of examples. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm asking about random stuff, whatever, just kind of, but it was, it was casual. Uh, I'll let her fill in like some context after the fact, just from my perspective. It was casual. I thought I was doing a great job. I was like, you know, we're here. Might go get the most out of it. Like, how do you make these things? <laughs> What's the difference between white wine and red wine? Like, things you know, you just ask. So, we get up top. There's uh, a flight of wine we're gonna get, and we sit at a table for two instead of like a table for four, which I guess was a, a giveaway. I don't know. It made me suspicious. It wasn't because a we're giveaway. supposed to be waiting for, you know, her friends. And so I'm, I'm asking about it too. Though. I'm like, so what are they saying? Like, are they on their way? And um, she's like, I guess they're like Jeffrey, which is the name of her friend's uh, husband. It's like, oh, he forgot what to wear. He's trying, he's trying to figure out like what he, yeah, what he wants like, to wear. Okay. Some, some kind of bad excuse, whatever. <laughs> So we're doing that and we're drinking some wine, just taking our time. And I'm checking my watch, like, kind of, okay, it's 7.55. We need to be out there by like eight, maybe. And I have this other tour set up where the owner's going to take us outside and like show us outside, show us the vineyards, whatever. And so she comes up and I'm like, yeah, how about like in five minutes or so? Like, we're, we're just going to finish this last couple glasses of wine. We do that. She takes us out. And we're looking at the vineyards and she's talking about these grapes again. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And she's talking about the pond and she's like, yeah, we stock it with these kind of fish. I'm like, what kind of fish you put in that pond? What do you got going on? Dumb stuff, whatever. And so she gets done doing that and she's like, okay, you guys are free to walk around, check everything else out if you want. I'm like, okay, thanks so much. And so at this point, I think Marissa like knows what's up. We start walking towards the bridge, and she sees like the. So I have a wedding arch. It was I, beautiful. Yeah, bought this wedding arch that has like flowers on it, and it's set up at the end of the bridge. And um, so we get to the bridge eventually, and as soon as we like our feet touch the bridge, the two photographers like spawn out of thin air. I don't know where they came from, like out of bush, you know. 
like they're hiding somewhere. And so they, they take off and they're running into position and we, we get to the bridge and I, you know, give her my spiel. Um, what was and, your spiel? Oh, you know, just leave it. We don't even both like, remember. I kind of blacked out, but it was like, did you say yes? And I was like, yeah, you do. Like, I you know, so 100%. yeah, obviously it was just how much I love her and, um, Etc. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let it I'll let it stay with her. <laughs> Good, I think yeah, some of it too. Yeah. Like I had this stuff planned, and at that moment too, it was just like all from the heart. Mm. It, you can't script it. You know, you could try. Like I tried my best to to have the perfect thing to say, and it was just you know you're very much in the moment. But you know, I loved it. I from what I've heard, she loved it too. And so after <laughs> that, drove to uh, this brewery where we met all our family and friends and, and some of my friends came up too and just um, had oh, like awesome. a, a great night. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. He did, he did great. Yeah. I couldn't have asked for a better proposal. Like when we, like obviously we had talked about it and stuff and I was like, whenever it happens, I just want it to be like, I want to feel like you really know me and like, like it's a, like catered towards me. Like, you know what I want. And it was like, you really know me like this. Oh. It was literally oh. perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better, like having my family, my friends there. Mm. I had a friend drive up from Colorado to be there that night. So it was like, it was really special. It was really Is Adrian a good listener? Yes. Yeah. We actually talked about that the other day. He's a really good listener. I could probably work on my listening, but he's really good. <laughs> listener. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll be, I'll, I'll talk about something that's probably not like super interesting to her, and then all of a sudden so she'll just be like, "Yeah, I was talking about the city of Oakland. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I was talking about the city of Oakland Eight times before." And uh, she's like, like, "Oh, look at that cloud over there." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like, you know, like something totally off the wall. Hey, let's uh, let's just touch real quick. I want to talk about the process of from where you were with Nebraska and then going into K-State and then being drafted by the USFL and then signing with the NFL. I mean, from the time even coming out of high school, what was your thought process of that dream? Like, was that like the ultimate that I'm going to play for the NFL? Or do you like, eh, I hope I played for the NFL. Take us through the mindset of your mindset when you're uh, starting this whole career in, in football. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll say probably like most kids, my dream has always been to play in the NFL. And um, for really as long as I can remember, uh, when I was around eight years old, you know, I idolized NFL stars and MLB and NBA, whatever. Like I just wanted to play in the professionals no matter what it was. And as I got older and, and kind of saw that dream become more and more real because, you know, people, it's a, it's a very – small number of people that get to actually try and live out that dream and getting a chance to go play in Nebraska and then Kansas state. Um, I kind of, I saw that dream becoming more and more real and it, it being very close to actually feel and, and reach. So really just working really, really hard to, to accomplish that. And, and for me, as it's gone on, I've realized, you know, the USFL, the XFL, even the Canadian football league, there are different avenues and different, ways to play professional football and reach the NFL. Ultimately for me, it was, it was all about playing in the NFL. And at this point in time, um, I really want to do that for as long as I can. And if that means playing the NFL, playing in the USFL, playing CFL, whatever it may be, but continuing to play the game I love, um, 
is important to me. So to get that opportunity, to get the opportunity to play in the USFL, I was grateful for. But especially in that moment, I was just like, okay, my eyes are set on the NFL, and that's where I'm shooting for. That's I know that is a very real possibility for me. So, um, you know, and you never know how these things play out. You know, the game is it's such a business at this level. Mm. Um, there's, I guess, the stat is, you know, NFL not for long. Mm. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's one out of three people in the NFL from coaches, execs to players gets turned over each year. So mm. it's like it's it's a constant machine of of moving pieces and and for me you know it's like finding some of those keys to how can i stay in the game and and you know become a a full-time nfl player you know for more than just right now but i am very thankful for this opportunity and i've I've really enjoyed it so far so you're so smart you just (laughs) you seem calculated you seem like you're smart but how much of that stuff that you just went through takes away the i don't want the part that you love so much from high school, from when you were a little kid at age eight wanting to play for the NFL, and then you get there, and it's like, oh, this is like a business. It's not like football. No, no. It, it definitely doesn't pull anything away from it for me because I just love the game. But it changes. Like I, like I was saying, it really changes over the years because it is not the same game as now as it was when I was eight years old. Right. You know, right. eight is all about. It's fun. You know, you want to win, but it's not – win or lose, it's your coach's job, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's different. And high school, Friday night lights, you're, you're playing with your buddies you've grown up with, you know, it's, it's a different feel. And you ask guys, like you ask Hall of Fame football players, and they're like, you know, for me, Friday night lights was the best it ever got, you know, and it's just different. But part of that dream is playing at the highest level, playing against the best of the best. And I, the extra element of being strategic and, you having to be the smartest possible football player you can be, that is the NFL. And that is playing quarterback at this level. And that's what I've wanted. You know, I think when you're really truly passionate about something, you want to be the best you can be. And, you know, the NFL will get that out of you. And that's, that's what I want. So being here, it's like, I'm really just trying to lean into those things. Dude, I, I got to say from a Nebraska fan, I'm originally from Seattle and I didn't know anything about football. First first Nebraska game I ever saw was in Seattle when I was little. It was Nebraska against uh, Washington, University of Washington. And so moving here and then just becoming accustomed to what this whole culture is in, in the state of Nebraska, the way that you handled yourself throughout the years at Nebraska, man, you are such a class act. And so many people, I want you to know that if, you know, if you haven't heard that, how many people that I, I talk to in the, in, in Nebraska that just have such high respect for you and everything that you've done. And I, I just want you to know, there's a lot of love for you in Nebraska. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And, and honestly, I feel it too. You yeah. know, since she's from Nebraska, I've spent a lot of time in Papillion. I've spent a lot of time in Omaha and, and uh, places like that after the fact after my time in Nebraska and I really felt nothing but love, Mm. you know, which is the night. Good. Take us through that transition from Nebraska to K state and then just blowing up. Like you gotta be like, you got your girlfriend sitting there like watching you. She's like, Oh yeah, cool, honey. Come out to K state. This is where I play soccer. Jeez. Follower jump on my coattail. Why don't you? He shows up, he gets in this game and like, that game when you bowed in the end zone, I'm like, yes, this is his moment with that spotlight shining and an offensive line that's letting him run. But like uh, to that point, was it just like, yep, I made the right choice. I'm here with my girlfriend in the same state at the same school. We're together and I'm shining. And this is the moment like this is this is what I probably need to, to be seen by some NFL and some professional football teams. Yeah, it was it couldn't have worked out, honestly. Um, 
the fact that K-State was the right opportunity at the right time for me. It was a great, fresh start. Um, and then it was a great team. You know, we outstanding coaches. I, I love Coach Klein and I love Coach Klein as the head coach and quarterback coach there at K-State. Um, the players were great. Obviously, Marissa being there, like it, it, from a football decision to a personal decision to school, you know, I'm able to finish up my master's in business. So, like, I'm doing all the things I wanted to do. And then to be able to perform that way and have that moment, that, that moment against Oklahoma where they're the fifth-ranked team in the country and um, we get to go in there and, and upset them. And, and it happened right after we suffered a tough loss at home to kind of – it really felt like um, the epitome of everything that had happened in my college career was kind of coming to a head in that game. And, mm. and it really really was a special moment, you know, one I'll never forget. And, and it, it really worked out, you know. It really worked out in my favor. And that's something – um, you know, you can have struggles in life, philosophy, no, you know, whatever. Um, you can have struggles in life, you know, and a lot of things not go your way. But I think if you keep that, that mindset of like, things are going to work out in my favor and things, I keep going, you keep being persistent, like you will have that win. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have that win that you're looking for. And that was that for me. So cool. And to, and to think that the, your persistence continued to keep that attitude through all of those years, then through COVID, then to go to a different school, and then have that game, to believe that the entire time. People can say that, but for years to pass, for you to continue to fight, for you to continue to be determined, dude, that says so much about you. And then to have that at the end and that happen against Oklahoma was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's like you're watching that, Marissa. What are you thinking the whole time? Oh, I was freaking out. I couldn't be there because I was able to go to more of his games later in the season because I played a sport too, a fall sport. So I was watching at home with my sister and another teammate, and I was just freaking out. I could not <laughs> sleep that night because my adrenaline was so high. I was just like waiting for him to text me because I was so excited. But I was so proud. Oh, I was so proud of him. So, okay, yeah. so tell tell us how this works. You're both playing fall sports at the, you know, Division One collegiate level. How do you prioritize your relationship in the midst of, you know, expectations, people expecting you at different places, at different times, different cities? How do you prioritize your relationship? Yeah, I think it starts with, you know, you, you pointed it out earlier, is communication. Communication is key. And I think part of that, we didn't even... Some of it was verbal. Some of it we just understood. Like, I was going to say that too. You have your sport, your practice. I know she's super tired coming back. I have practice. I'm prepping, or I just played a game. Like, we understand um, the level of commitment. Yeah. yeah, commitment that takes, and really energy. And you know, when you're you're in that kind of state, I think that helped a lot in our relationship. Just understanding each other from that standpoint, and then. Another thing I'd add is is really something I know that's important to her is like quality time. So yeah. when you can spend some quality time, like really be there in that moment, you know, like have your time prioritized. Like, okay, I spend extra time at the stadium so I could study, so I could watch film. Okay, I'm going to come back and we have, you know, three hours of just us. Like we're going to watch a movie or something and she's going to do something for me. I'm doing something for her. And like, we, we get it. Like this is our quality time and like to just be in that moment. And so I'd say those are a couple of things that, that we did. I like to say really well and yeah. helped us. That's good. 
We got to let you go here in a minute. You guys got to check out at 12. We're going to do a couple things real quick. I'm going to say a phrase or sentence or word, and you guys give me one word answers, okay? You both can answer if you'd like, but it's only one word, not more than one word, not less than one word, one word. And then we're going to go through a series of three questions that we ask everybody on the show, and Beth will ask you that, but we'll start with the one word answers. All right, here we go. One word answer to playing quarterback at the University of Nebraska. Privilege. Uh, you got to say a word too. No, he said one of us. He said it. Uh, okay. okay. How about this? She doesn't know about being quarterback at the university. Yeah. Of yeah, I was like, that's, that's <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear what she had to say. <laughs> okay. How about him playing quarterback at the university of Nebraska? That was two. Uh, here we go. Uh, signing with the Detroit lions. Um, excited. Um, uh, Proud. Oh, oh, cute. Uh, Marissa. That's oh. that's the that's oh. the word. I was like, I'm ready. Love, Okay, Nebraska fan base. Passionate. Scott Frost. Um, fun. Fun. Okay. Any other? No, that's great. That's it. Okay, now we'll ask you the three questions sure. everybody's got to ask. That was perfect. Nice work. All right. Well, everybody who comes on the show, we ask these three questions and they're all of equal importance to us. I just need you to know that going into it. Okay. The first question right. is this, what is making you laugh right now? I'd say, I'd say Marissa, we, we've had a ton of fun this, yeah, we... this trip. I know that's the easy answer, but we were playing these little games that we kind of started playing that, that are fun. Like just when we're eating dinner, um, yeah. for example, the, you want to explain the like rating game? So basically, I say something's ranked one through ten. So he doesn't know the number, and in my head, it's a one. So he'll ask me questions like, "What's a cereal that's ranked this like at your rating?" And for me, a one would be like Razor Brand or something. I don't know. So then I, he asked me like three questions, and then after that, he has to guess what my rank is. Like what the number is? Yeah, what the number is? Oh. That, I don't know if that makes sense. But <laughs> it's fun. Well, like we were goofy this trip. We've had, yeah. we've had fun. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So fun. Love Next it. question. Next question is this. What is stretching your faith right now? Mm. I'll be just committing to the grind, you know, like we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, it's another level of commitment, another level of, of grind and, and staying with the process. And, and there's a lot of uncertainty involved in it. Like, I don't know if I – if I will be here when the season starts, you know, you don't know, yeah. like you work, you work and you have to be ready for that opportunity, but there's uncertainty at the end of that line. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have faith in that. And it, like I alluded to earlier, you will get that win. You, you stay persistent and you, you stay resilient in that. Uh, I, I truly do believe in that. Yeah. Well, we can leave it at you. Okay. <laughs> this one's really, this one is very important to us and you do both have to answer. And that is crunchy or creamy peanut butter. Crunchy. Okay. That's, I like both too, but I would say creamy, but I like both. We both like both. Yeah. I, I just prefer crunchy. Really? You know, I didn't even know that. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys have some things to talk about. We'll let you go. Yeah. I Adrian and Marissa, do we have a date planned for the wedding yet? Not specifically, but so she, she has this accelerated nursing program. She's going through this next year. And obviously I'm going to be playing football. Um, 
so we're not going to do it this next winter. And with my off season and I'm doing this, whatever, we're busy. Yeah. We're planning to do it, and it's 2025, which sounds yeah. crazy. March 2025. So a little yeah. less than two years, but that's when we're going to be able to enjoy it the most. I'll be done yeah. with the nursery school. He'll be done with his second season. And yeah, it'll be a great time. We're, I'm already excited. But you already know I'm planning it. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys taking the timing so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And even more, I have a feeling that, uh, that people are going to fall in love with you, not only Adrian as a football player, but you two as a couple. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And have a good one. Get back to the parade and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to avoid that thing. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Take care. Thanks so much. See ya. Yeah. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Your wrap-up is brought to you by Trendy Chiropractic. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. Adrian, thanks so much for being real with us today and just talking about what you do with the unknown, venturing out from things that you've known in the past into the unknown and not knowing if your work is going to pay off. And the truth is we don't always know. You know, the lot of farmers, they plant seeds and they can do everything in their power to make those seeds grow. But if they don't have good growing conditions, if the rain doesn't come, you can't always guarantee that you're going to get back exactly what you put in. But I just want to encourage you with this verse from Proverbs chapter three. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. So do we always know what we're going to get? Do we always know that that hard work is going to return to us what we expect it to return to us? No, but in the meantime, we can trust God that he will continue to guide our steps and we can rest easy knowing that he's the one taking care of us. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap-up. I need some good news.